0: This is Money Talks, powered by The Money School, and our aim is to help you become wealthy. Let's get straight into today's show. Welcome on to this edition of Money Talks. It is powered by The Money School. My name is Brad Brown. I've got Gary Kale with me once again. Gary, the last time out, we spoke about uh, the divorce levels here in South Africa and finance being one of the big contributing factors uh, to the number of divorces. Let's, let's take a step back and, and let's almost stop the problem before it happens. What are, what are some of the common mistakes you see couples making that causes a lot of debt? Brad, I think it was Stephen
1: Covey that said that you must begin with the end in mind, which means that if you, you know, in our case, when we're talking about building wealth, you know, if you, if you're planning to become wealthy, you should start behaving that way, the way that wealthy couples do from the start. So what happens to people at the start of their relationship is let's talk about dowry. Let's talk about wedding rings. Let's talk about um, the cost of the wedding. Let's talk about in preparation of the wedding and what goes on. Um, you know, I was listening to, to a radio station the other day and they were talking about, you know, whether you should be obligated to pay for your um, bridesmaids' dresses or not. And I phoned in and I just said, like I said, I'm look, I'm sorry to spoil the fun. But I actually don't know what you're talking about, like seriously, like couples do not have the money to even get married in the first place, but yet you're debating whether they should be paying for the for those things or not. People make such poor mistakes. I mean, think about it, like in South Africa, you know the African form of diary is is that the the men have to save up and pay for lobola. Now, I can tell you now accurately, and I've been asking the same question for years and years and years across hundreds of workshops, who actually pays for Lobola by saving for it. And the guys don't. They don't because Lobola is about five to eight times their actual salary. And if I said to you right now, how long would it take you to put eight times what you draw as a salary from your business? How, How quickly could you put that amount of money together? It's quite a mountain to climb. But what happens is, unfortunately, these guys don't start saving early enough. They get into a situation where they now start negotiating with the parents and, you know, need to come up with an amount of money. And it needs to be done relatively quickly because you've got your wife looking at you with a hairy eye saying, listen, but when are we getting married? You know, how long does this have to take? So the problem is, is that these guys walk into their marriage by having gone and taken a massive loan of five or eight times their salary. And um, then walking into their marriage with contracted cash flow. I mean, where do you think it's going to go? It's going to be a very, very hard start. So that for me is one of the biggest, biggest mistakes. And then it's the engagement rings and it's the wedding rings and it's the, let's let's make my parents broke because it's our wedding day, you know? And maybe I'm just being a little bit harsh. And I mean, you know, obviously I know that there's lots of people that can afford these things and the parents would love to do it. And they're very happy to put on the the fancy dresses and all this kind of stuff. But I just remember Um, saying to my wife when we got married, and I just said to her, look, it's actually our wedding day, me and you. It's not about everybody else. And when when I got married 12 years ago, um, it wasn't cool to send people an email to say you invited to my wedding. Today it is like... You can put together a little microsite with, you know, your your all the different details and pictures and this is the kind of gifts that we want. That's become very technologically cool. But twelve years ago it really wasn't. It was pretty unacceptable. But I said to my wife, I'm not I mean we sent it, look, there was a picture in the email. I had my sister in law's a graphic designer, she made a picture for us. But I just said to my wife, you know what that you know what I've learned is that if we go and spend too much money on these invitations that you have to deliver or post to people, people say you're wasting money. If you don't spend enough, they say you're stingy. So I just said to her, I actually don't care what anybody thinks. We're going to get married where we want, how we want. I said to her, I don't even want to get married in Joburg because then I have to invite every single person that I've ever met in my life. Otherwise, it's not politically correct. Let's go and get married in Pettenburg Bay on a golf course where I want to be. Let's do it like at an inopportune time of the year so that only the people who we really want there will make the effort to come because Plet's an expensive place to go in December and you'd have to want to go there on holiday just to be at our wedding. So maybe I take a, a little bit too much of a hard line on this, but I was doing it because I just felt that this wasn't, it wasn't appropriate to give my in-laws or my parents a hiding financially, and I just wanted it to be something a little bit more about us, and that was my choice. I'm not, I have been to many, many massive weddings of my friends, and I've just thought that they were amazing, and what a great show. So different strokes for different folks, but it does come down to what it does come down to you not just zoning your mind in on an event and saying, we are going to put this together at whatever cost possible. Cause that's what happens. It's like, I'm now in the eventing business. I want to put on this massive bash. Okay. Well, let's talk about the knock on effect for the next four or five years of having done that. And this is what I'm saying is, is that people start badly. They make these decisions and they, and, and like, I understand why they do it. I really, really do. But, um, you know, I also like to live the good life and, and have the best of everything. But there's a time and a place and there's a plan that works and there's certainly a plan that doesn't work. And I think that's a common mistake that people are making where they are causing from the day that they, they get to get, or the day that they married, they are trying to play this catch up situation instead of starting their life together on the front foot.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much, Gary. Yeah, oh, It's important uh, to take note of that, particularly when starting out. Uh, until next time, from the two of us, don't forget, if you have a question you'd like answered, all you have to do is submit it on the website. It is themoneyschool.co.za. Until then, you look after yourself, and we'll chat soon. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Money Talks powered by The Money School. To find out more about The Money School, follow us on Twitter at MoneySchoolSA.